when you read the Old Testament, so much of it is is pointing to Jesus. It, you That's know, right. so much of it is 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 just that point pointing to Him through the stories, through the you know, through all the you know, even um, some of the more cryptic stuff. But it's it's pointing to Jesus, and so that was kind of that was leaning into that as well. Like we're we're, we're talking about these names from the Old Testament. But they all—they're all still, you know, pointing to Jesus. Hey guys, welcome and thanks for joining us for the podcast here of the Vineyard Church in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, if you haven't already, you can always visit our website for more information at vineyardchurch.us. In today's conversation, it's a great time between myself. Aaron and Jesse Meyer as we talk through and kind of get some behind the scenes uh, information on the new song that we're going to be singing here uh, called The Name. This is a song that uh, Jesse Meyer co-wrote and we're just so excited to have him. Again, thanks for joining us. Well, hey everybody, uh, this is Aaron and I am here with uh, somebody you know and somebody you probably don't know. Um, I'm here with our worship leader, David Hawkins. Hey, David. Hello, hello. Hey, good to be here. And the name that you probably don't know, uh, or not just yet, is uh, Jesse Meyer. Jesse, thank you so much for taking a minute to talk with us. Yeah, hey, Aaron. Yeah, thank you, Aaron and David, for having me. I'm excited to just have a conversation with you guys. Yeah, so as you guys uh, maybe figured out by now, we like to talk about the new songs that we're going to introduce um, into the life of our church. We have a new song coming up that we're really excited about called The Name. And the reason why Jesse is on here is because he wrote that song He with a co-write. Maybe we'll get to that in a minute. He and a guy named Paul wrote this song together. And um, one of the reasons that we said in our last podcast about these songs is one of the reasons we love doing Vineyard songs is because we know Vineyard people. And we it's yeah. fun to be like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> and it's fun to also know the heart behind like hey i know mm. that church i know the heart from which this song was written yeah and then i, I thought man I, I maybe i could call jesse and he'd be willing to sit down and talk with us so uh we're going to take a few minutes um to talk about this song but not just yet jesse if you would um give us a little bit of context sort of the yeah. thirty thousand foot view who who is jesse meyer <laughs> well first and foremost i'm a husband and a dad so i've been married to my wife larissa for Coming up on 18 years, and uh, nice. and then I have we have four kids. One of them just turned 15 yesterday, and and wow. that's um, Malia. And then we have Paisley who is 12, Hudson who is 10, and Miles who is six. So we're still we're still okay. in the thick of yeah. like we got some little kids too. We're out of the diaper phase, which man, I tell you what, that was a good day. Hallelujah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had about ten, a 10 year run where that was pretty much all we did, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so we, I've got four kids and we live over in Boise, Idaho. Um, I work, I'm one of the pastors on staff at Vineyard Boise and I oversee our worship, uh, worship ministry. And I've been here in the worship pastor role since 2015. So just coming up on seven years, or actually have been here seven years now, full-time on staff. Um, But a little more about that is that my wife and I actually, while we were dating, started coming to Vineyard Boise, but all the way back in 2003. Um, So we've been a part of this church for a long time. We had had about a five-year window where we, we went to Portland 
and it was kind of, it ended up being almost like a mission trip. Like it was a, I was going to help a, a vineyard church over there. And then I ended up at a, at a different church, um, on staff vocationally. And just, a, um, that's a long story about how all that happened. But eventually, um, the pastor here at Vineyard Boise called me and they had a spot open for the worship role. And we ended up coming back in 2015. So like there's still people here that are here from when we first started. And so it feels like we've been here for, you know, almost over 18 years, you know, at Vineyard Boise. So we have deep roots and we really love this church and love this place. And um, as far as, you know, me and worship, I, it's one of those things where I just see the Lord's hand in it. And, And I say that because I'm one of those guys that started leading worship um, pretty hesitantly at the prodding of my youth leaders and my parents. And I, I basically, you know, didn't want to let them down and they needed someone. And my parents were like, you should do it. And so, you know, I, I will say that I, I'm thankful that I said yes to it, but I will say mm-hmm. it wasn't with a heart of worship. <laughs> if I can say that, yeah. you know, it was with a, a heart of, well, I probably should do this. You know, my parent, I don't want to let them down. And it's kind of that kind of a thing. And, um, and with that, and so, so it's one of those things where I, I started leading worship at a point in life when I didn't even know what a heart of worship was. I just was mm-hmm. kind of just saying, okay. And, and because of that, so there's good things in that, in that I, I've been playing my guitar for a long time. I've been like singing worship songs for a long time. And the, the bad thing is that I was leading worship and singing songs when really my heart wasn't in a, in a place that I probably really, sh- well, I shouldn't have really been doing that. If you, if you know what I mean. And I, I just wasn't at a place in my walk with the Lord that really would have been like something you'd want at least a, a worship pastor or a worship leader to be at. And, and so I see God's hand in that and how that worked out for me um, was that I did hit a point in my early twenties where I just was I basically came to the end of myself and was broken and, and just for the first time really saw, you know, saw myself in deep need of a savior. Um, yeah. And, you know, just really came into that really life changing encounter with Jesus and, and really put my faith in him for the first time. And not because of my parents, not because it's what I grew up in, but like mm-hmm. this was a, a real you know, a real personal surrendering of my life and, and receiving of Jesus, like salvation and mercy over me and, and saying yes to his Lordship in my life really for the first time. Mm. And what that led to for me was I had just laid down music altogether. I just was like, I saw how I had, um, really been doing it from a place that wasn't with a, with a good heart and it, I was, there was a lot of hypocrisy in my life and, and music had been a part of that. And, and so I just was like, I need to be able to follow Jesus without anything to do with, with worship leading or music. Like I just, I, it's just been abused. And so I, um, I really set that down and I didn't, I kind of did it with this sense of, I don't know if I'll ever really pick up a guitar again or do this again. Mm. And I'm okay with that. I had to be okay with that. Was part of that yeah. thing of no, that makes su- sense. Yeah, submitting to the lordship of Jesus, like it's, mm-hmm. and I have, to, I got to walk that out, like separated from anything to do with with music and leading worship. And um, so, 
it, I didn't know how long that season was going to be. I, I was open to it, you know, being forever. That's where I was at. And that's how I felt about that, that season in the past. I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. And, and so the Lord knew and, and it ended up only being two years. Um, so it wasn't a super long time. But it was the time that I needed to walk that out and to get to a place of wholeness. And then, and then I started lead, then, then when the opportunity came and I was helping out with the youth group at our church and, um, Again, it was a youth group situation, but now I was at this, I was, you know, in my 20s, I was more of a youth leader and, um, mm-hmm. and, there, and, and there was a need for me to lead worship. And so then I started leading worship, but I was like, whoa, this is, this is way different because now I'm leading worship from mm-hmm. a place of, of conviction and, yeah, you know, a place of, of wholeness and, and um, kind of a whole, a whole life posture of worship, not just standing up there and singing a song sure. but like actually living a life of worship and yeah. that's when I really fell in love with it uh, that's when I fell yeah. in love with leading worship and, and writing songs and and so that was in about well, that was probably like 2007 2008 mm-hmm. somewhere in that time frame and um, yeah so then I just after that like I just anyway yeah so that's kind of and, and as far as my history with the vineyard I grew up in the Lutheran church but mm-hmm. my parents had like the vineyard tapes in the 80s and 90s, yeah. yes. you know? So like, I, I remember growing up, like touching the Father's Heart series was in yes. the car all the time. Sure. Yeah. And so I really, you know, and then, and then those were the songs, like when I did start leading worship, it was like David Ruiz and, and uh, yep. mm-hmm. Brian Dirksen and, and uh, mm-hmm. Andy, Andy um, oh gosh, like In the Secret. All those songs. Yes. Andy oh, Park. yes. Andy Park, yeah. Andy, Andy Park, yep. Yeah. So those were the songs that I, like I, I wasn't at a vineyard church, but that's what that's yeah. the songs we were doing, and so my mm-hmm. roots with the with vineyard worship kind of go even beyond when I started attending a vineyard church, um, mm-hmm. and then and then long story sh- short of how I got connected with with doing stuff with vineyard worship was um, there we had this youth conference. My friend Jeremiah Carlson, he had this mm-hmm. youth conference he was doing at his the church. The Never Claim. Yes, yeah. the Never Claim. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was called Cultivation Generation. So it was like yes. this, you know, high school youth conference in the summers. And he had family in Boise, and he this was before I knew him, and he was visiting. And I ended up, it was just random that I was leading worship that day at our church, helping out, just volunteer. And... He heard me lead worship and he came and he's like, dude, would you be willing to maybe come out this summer and help with worship for Cultivation Generation? And so obviously I did. Mm -hmm. And then we were writing songs together. And then we basically recorded the whole conference and gave it to Vineyard Worship and said, what do you guys think? Maybe we should release this. And they did. And that's how I began to connect with um, some of those who are in Vineyard Worship as a songwriter. And and then, um, yeah, so I think after that just you know continuing to write songs in whatever context i was in and you know some sometimes i'd submit those and and um mm-hmm. did a couple other um cultivation generation uh projects and mm-hmm. yeah so just been writing and and loving it and uh i think yeah. uh, hopefully that wasn't too rambling but that's kind of a snapshot yeah, that's great. Of, that's good. Of, yeah. of who i am so. that's it man i i love the story i i love um that pause, that that, that two-year holding period yeah. where um, 
It sounds like um, you went from being a song leader to a worship pastor. That's totally. a really big leap. David will tell you that when, if I ever want to yeah. say something mean, I just call him a, I call him a song leader. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always joking, but yeah. that's like that cuts deep. If you're totally. if you're genuinely a worship pastor, that's so far from what sure. the heart is. And right. it sounds like you may, and I think a lot of people idealize. Uh, oh, I'm going to be in vocational ministry, and that mm-hmm. if I were, then I could really grow. The stage would really mm-hmm. be set. But sometimes, especially if you're on a platform in front of yeah. people uh, and playing music, which gets, I mean, it really gets kind of glorified and yeah. sensationalized a lot. Oh, it's tough. It can actually make your spiritual formation a lot harder and not yeah. easier. And I, I've heard a couple of stories like that where God was like, hey, I've got, I've got plans for you to be back on stage. We're going to hit pause on that and make sure yeah. you're ready. That yeah. the platform is about the king of all kings and, and not about yeah. ourselves or, or whatever else might be yeah. bouncing around. So Totally. And I, I think that's it's really important. And I'm really grateful for the fact that, you know, so even after that two year window of time where I I was I just had totally given that to the Lord, even after that, as my my um you know, season of, of leading worship was completely just this volunteer role and I didn't really even consider I don't know, I hadn't really considered that it would become anything vocational for me. And mm. and, I, it, and and there's a lot a lot of times I look back on that, and I'm really thankful for it. it. It does, there's a purity in that that can sometimes when you start mm-hmm. stepping into where it becomes a vocation, it's just, it adds little other elements that you have to kind of wade through and battle through to stay in that heart posture of, of pure worship. And, and but I, I will say it made me really grateful when I, because I, I, know I was working, you know, full time and had my, my wife and, and we starting to start a family and then I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, kind of plugging away and, and leading worship. And when we moved to Portland, um, I was helping the, the church over there and it was, I mean, that was an every Sunday thing. It was, it was just volunteer. It was like set up and tear down. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, every week, like I basically work Monday through Friday, kind of have Saturday, and then Sunday was like go time and work day. Yep. And then yeah. and and I've got um, you know our our kids were little, and that was like that was two years of I'm, I look back on that, and I'm like I don't know how I had the energy for that. I was also like finishing yeah. my my degree <laughs> online. Yeah. It was yeah. just we were remodeling our house, like doing a fixer oh, upper kind gosh. of a thing. So I look back on that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could. I mean, I was in my early 30s, I think. So. Mm-hmm. late 20s early 30s I had I'm 41 now so even then I'm like I had more energy back then or something but but then when I when I you know that was formative to just it's kind of like boot camp you know you're just like plugging mm-hmm. away in it and it really is just this offering to the Lord and um, I'm grateful for the for all those years because then when I when it did become a vocational thing I had a lot of gratitude <laughs> for just yeah. Like That's I had good. tons of gratitude for, you know, for getting to do that at, and, and, and have it be vocational and give more time to it. And really, mm-hmm. it, and, and then also not be, it was not really sustainable, the pace that I was at before for like, you know, a, a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that sure. created a lot of gratitude for me when, you know, cause ministry, it is, sure. it can be tough. Vocational ministry has its own challenges. And I had such a long season of, of just, you know, regular working in the, in the workforce and then showing up and doing ministry that it's, it's kept me grounded in, in gratitude for what I do get to do. Yeah, yeah for sure. There's no better way to generate gratitude than to um, do set up and tear down and then yes. not have to do set up and yes. tear down. <laughs> That's All the best. Day long. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, let's uh, let's talk about this song that that yeah. we're rolling out soon at our church called um, "The Name." We're we're really excited about. It. I'm I'm kind of curious about how I've never written a song not once, but I'm always intrigued <laughs> by the process of of how people end up writing these songs. Yeah. Because honestly, Jesse, when I hear the stories, they sound so different. Like sometimes, yeah. hey, how'd this song come about? And it's like, it was like in 12 minutes in a fever dream, and it was <laughs> I couldn't write fast enough, and then. Right. You hear some of those stories, and then sometimes it's like, yeah, it was a four-year process. It was a, right. I had a chord progression for a year, and then for a year we did rewrites, and yep. there's a really crappy lo-fi version on Bandcamp from yep. like three years ago, and then eventually <laughs> we got the song. It, it seems like people's process are so so different. Yeah. Um, so tell us, you were in on this one. How did it? How did it come about? Yeah. So you know, and maybe I'll start this by you know, you were asking like, how how do songs come together? You know, I, I know you guys also do that song, All For You, Jesus, at your church, which yes, is one yes. that I, yeah. I wrote. Um, and that one was sort of one of those things, like you mentioned, where it was just like, I wouldn't say it just came to me. I'm not going to say it that way because it wasn't it wasn't that like just downloadable. But but it sure. like the chorus, really, I, I was honestly I was sitting at home um, and it was morning. I was. I'm not trying to over-spiritualize this. I was just sitting on my couch and I was, mm-hmm. I was like kind of in a quiet time, just kind of like, I don't even remember what part of the Bible I was reading, but I was reading something and that line, it's all for you, Jesus, all the glory, mm-hmm. power and praise be yours forever. Like that just, it started just kind of ruminating in my mind. And like a lot of times I'll just hear kind of a melody and that, that line will kind of start going with it. And, and that one then, then the verses, you know, even were pretty quick. I did some edits on the second verse later on as I brought some people, I, you know, brought some input into it and feedback and mm-hmm. kind of reworked some stuff. But that, that's one of those that just came together really quick. Um, mm-hmm. In contrast to that, the name um, was a co-write, which usually that in itself implies that it's a, it's a different process because you're bringing two sure. people into it and and so you've got to kind of go but there's back and forth and talking through it and um but so with the name uh one of the cool things about vineyard worship connecting with integrity worship is that we're able to um you know kind of bring together creatively some of the writer the the songwriters that Mm -hmm. are in integrity and then some of our vineyard songwriters and so i was connected with this guy named paul zach and um, man, he's such a cool guy. Like I actually, I've never, I never did get to just hang out with him and, and, and stuff in person, but it was all just via Zoom. Um, but you yeah. know, it's cool because he has, he comes from a different, a little bit different background. He was a part of like an Acts 29 church doing yeah. you know, contemporary worship. And then now he's over at like, I think it's some, it's some kind of mainline denomination, like Episcopal or something. And they he's kind of bringing kind of more of a contemporary feel, but it's, it's still, sure. it's just a yeah, little bit, it's just swing. different, more, a little more liturgical. Um, mm-hmm. and he's enjoying that. He was, he was liking it, but because of that, he was somewhere in that he was like reading or, or had come across his old hymn. And in the hymn, um, there was some verses that talked about these names of God, like more from the old Testament, just, you know, different, different ways to, to communicate about who God is. Um, and it Mm -hmm. got him thinking of this idea of like, what if we could just really look at all the names that are used for God throughout scripture, old Testament, all the way through to the new Testament, Mm -hmm. just to sink into the, the richness of that, you know, the language that is in scripture is just so 
cool and rich about who God is um, and all the names that that are so descriptive of who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, that was the inspiration and we went on this journey of, of um, I can't remember exactly how we found it, but we found this document online somewhere that had like all the names of God with all the Bible references and it was like... yeah. It's a long list. It's long. Yeah. It's really long. Yeah. So not so you yeah. guys when you guys do the song, you might be like, they must have tried to fit every single name in there because these <laughs> verses are <laughs> yeah. But trust me, we left a lot on the table. There's yeah. a lot that, that uh-huh. didn't make the cut. Um, but that was that was kind of the, the genesis of that song. And so we just began to read through those names and highlight ones that we thought were really impactful and then and, it, and then kind of piece them together and, and tell a story of, of how those names of God work together and lead, you know, that, that kind of share the story of, of Scripture, you know, all the way through from the beginning to, the, to, to Revelation. And so, like in the first verse, it talks about cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Yeah. So those like Old mm-hmm. Testament references and then right. living water, bread of life. Well, that's kind of new and old because you talk about, you mm-hmm. know, the, the manna, the bread sure. that the Israelites yeah. got, but also it points forward to he's the bread of life. He's Jesus is the living water. Um, and then even like that line, you're the city of refuge. You know, that's an Old Testament, um, yep. you know, reference to those cities of refuge where if you were in trouble, you could just go there and no one could mess with you, you know. And, yeah. and so that's, you know, that's how God covers us. He, his mercy covers us. And. Anyway, so it kind of goes through, and, and, and all of those lead us to that chorus. Um, and that, that chorus actually was, I think on the, um, it, sometimes some of this is hard to remember, but on the verses, I think, I, you know, I, I kind of came up with the melody of how that verse would sing. But Paul actually kind of had that chorus. That was one of the things that anchored it. He had most of that chorus kind of figured out in, in that you know, it, it just got that easy to sing. Oh, praise the name, yep. the name above all names. And that's, mm-hmm. that was kind of the, the linchpin of the whole thing is like, we're going to sing through the names of God, but we're going to mm-hmm. land on the chorus, the mighty name of Jesus. Like that's what we're going to, you know, that's where we're going like, to land the song on the choruses. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. That makes much, a lot of sense. Like yeah. it's, it's a really well, um, defined thread that you pulled and just looking mm-hmm. at the lyrics like yeah that's exactly what you did and I can see yeah. now how it informs the title of the song because right. there are many names yes but there is the one name above all names Right. Um, so for all of these beautiful illusions they're pointing to sort of the ultimate king of all kings Yeah. Um, I love the structure yeah and, and it's sort of leaning into that reality that when you read the Old Testament, so much of it is is pointing to Jesus. It, you That's know, right. So much of it is mm-hmm. is is just that point pointing to Him through the stories, through the you know, through all the you know, even um, some of the more cryptic stuff. But it's it's pointing mm-hmm. to Jesus, and so that was kind of that was leaning into that as well. Like we're we're, we're talking about these names from the Old Testament, but they all they're all still you know pointing to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, um, you you mentioned some of the some of the cryptic stuff. I mean, some of the references. Um, one of the things I really appreciate about those verses, and you've already hit on it, but all these allusions to to stories or pictures that we have in Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. There's quite a few that that are that are packed in there. Yeah. Um, and what stood out to me about 
the ones that you chose, and like we said, it was a very long list that you, yeah. you had to call way down. Yeah. But the it struck me as the type of song that if you're, man, you're a Sunday school rat, you've been in church your whole life, you know the stories. Right. And we got a lot of people like that in our church. You know, we're in the Bible about awesome. people who, yeah. they've been doing this 20 years, 40 years, 60 years. They're going to go through, and every one of those lines is packed with, I know that story, I know the Exodus yeah. account. I know the I am statements of Jesus, like, and and it it sends your it sends your mind racing, but at the same time, the ones that you picked are also that from the outside looking in. To me, they paint a picture of Jesus, even if you don't know the illusions that are really hopeful. Like, right. I don't mm-hmm. know what it means exactly that He's the living water, but I know I need that, mm-hmm. right? Even if you yeah. don't know the reference or the illusion, and et cetera, et cetera. It's it's. Yeah. It feels like you almost have to pick between songs that are like for church folks who've been around a long time. Right. We got some of those, but we also got a lot of people who are new to the faith and have just met Jesus. And like, well, what about them? And this song somehow mm. seems to do both. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, oh, go ahead, dude. Oh, I say like with with these songs. Like when I think about what songs should we sing or what's going to work in our church context, I look forward to songs that I'm like, hey, I think. This one, for a lot of people, like you said, Aaron, it'll be like, yep, this, uh, that phrase, like that paints a picture immediately, like it did for me. But maybe for some more it doesn't. It's like, well, maybe those are questions and conversations that, that, that I would love to hear. So if right. those of you listening, like if you're like, yeah, I'm listening to the song, but I don't get it. Let's talk, man. Like, mm-hmm. let's like, mm-hmm. let's go through and like, let's like, I want to tell you about the story, you know. Yeah. Of, of all those names, you know, and yeah, where they totally. come from. Yeah. I think it, it, it is a song that it ins- I think it inspires theological research. You yes. Know? Like yes. You, mm-hmm. sing, yeah. you, you sing those verses and you're like, I want to know more about this, you know, great high priest and yes. mm-hmm. sacrificial lamb. Like mm-hmm. there's these almost like, right. not contradictions, but it is that mm-hmm. thing where you're like, okay, how does the, you know, there's just so much, God is just so amazing and I think that that is some of the cool stuff in the verse that it, it paints that picture where there's these like different aspects and and they complement yeah. each other, and it and it kind of makes you want to go like I want to go find, you know I want to go right. read more about that and, mm-hmm. and how can dig into one, how that. can one thing be how can one thing be all these things? And the yeah. truth yeah. is, if somebody just went through and like learned just the illusions that are that are in the verses you could walk away with a pretty robust like christology of like who our savior is and there there are probably people who who've been around for decades and you know they know the stories but they might go actually i don't i don't know the the concept of city of refuge so where does Mm -hmm. where does that come from and then like that's a beautiful element um, that is hyper relevant to our current mm. context, by the way, that would be really helpful for people. So I hope people do. I hope they do start digging around a yeah. little bit in case there are illusions they don't understand. Yeah, me too. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the, uh, then with every song, you know, you've got the, you've got the chorus. That was kind of our, we, we had that, we, we, it tweaked a little bit, but Paul really had that. And then, and then those verses developed around it. And then, it's like okay, well, where where can we go with this? And and you know, most songs, not every song needs a bridge, but sometimes a bridge is just really nice to to sit in on something, and, and it kind of lifts you somewhere, and lifts, and then and oftentimes takes you back to that chorus. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, it's I think Aaron, as we were preparing for the podcast, you kind of mentioned like all for you, Jesus has this line: we we join with all creation. 
um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, every tribe, every tongue, every nation to give you praise. And I'm, I am often drawn to that, like the bigger picture of, of worship. Yeah. And I'm, I'm drawn, like I always or often think about on Sunday mornings or any time that I, but for some reason on Sundays, I think about it a lot because I know across the world, uh, yes. for the church, like yeah. Sunday in particular, and obviously there's different time zones all over the world, but I mean, right. if you think about it in those terms, it's like literally 24 hours of just like worship happening That's right. yes. on Sunday. And I, 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 that just always just captures me. And just that idea that when we gather with, you know, 200 or 300 or 50 or 25 people or whatever it is, we're joining a much larger song. And, and yeah. that's global, but it's also, then it goes heavenward too. And then you've got, you know, um, thinking about joining the song of heaven and joining the, the angels who are around the throne even now, you know, crying out worthy is, is the lamb. And so just those things always capture my heart to think about when we're stepping into a, a time of worship. It's so much bigger than we realize. And, and so... Um, when we when we got into that uh, bridge, I you know we we wanted to just get, it's good to have something simple that you can just kind of land on. We lift up the name, lift up the name, lift up the name mm-hmm. of Jesus, and we could have just left mm-hmm. it at that. I think for a while we were kind of just yeah. let's just leave it at that. But then mm-hmm. then that phrase like you know lift up the saints or lift up the name, join with the saints in every nation singing. Like to me that, mm-hmm. that then all of a sudden it opens your mind and your horizon to go, oh yeah, like we're not the only ones lifting yeah. up his name today or right yeah. now and or, I, you know. Yeah. And I love that reminder of like, of, of that you know, we truly are like in, and that's a, even like when we, you know, we're in the world of uh, live stream and it's like, there's still mm-hmm. something really cool and neat of sharing this space in this time, even in our local church, but just yeah. uh, all over the globe. That's it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's little things like, and we talk about this in our, at our context, our, our pastor, Trevor Estes, he, he often will, you know, address the church as saints. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's that reality that we, we sometimes almost like tend to deify those who we've, who have been like reached sainthood or something uh, because they've, live this, you know, exemplary life like Mother Teresa or, you know, who like all sure. these these saints of, mm-hmm. of the church. But, you know, that's not Paul when Paul wrote to the church, he called them saints, not because it wasn't because they had, you know, achieved something, but it was because of what Jesus had done for them and yeah, their receiving right. of that, that's what made them into saints. And so it's that I like mm-hmm. that too where I think it's just a good reminder to like that's our identity um, when we're in Christ. We are now saints, and we get to join with mm-hmm. the other saints who are in Christ yeah. and worship right. Him. So, yeah. Well, it's the already and the not yet, which of course we talk yes. about a whole lot. Like I am already the redeemed yes. of God. I am. I am not holy, but I am holy, and right. and that's something to sing about. I love that reminder. I another parallel between this and and all for you, Jesus, is that there's there's almost some sort of worship pastor instruction like baked in like oh yeah that's a reminder like hey Mm -hmm. here's like all for you jesus is like some people are just enraptured in worship as they sing all for you jesus and then Mm -hmm. there are other people as as they sing all for you jesus we're hoping because you know they're spaced out or they have a headache or they didn't really want to be here 
And then there's this reminder like, oh yeah, I actually, I believe this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this really is all for Jesus. And this song does that as well. Like in, in case you're, you're spaced out mid song, it's a congregational reminder. Hey, right. we're going to lift up the name of, this is the name. We're going yeah. to lift up this name. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those instructions, and it's great when they can, they're also sort of baked in there is this idea that they're, they are expressions of worship, but they're also instructions that tap, tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, don't, don't forget right. what we're doing here as right. we are gathered with the saints in a sacred yeah. assembly. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I, Love I, that about I, the song. Oh, thank, thanks, Aaron. Yeah, I think that's, it's so good um, when, when songs can kind of, it, in some ways, I think songs can end up giving permission to people to participate in worship in a particular way, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Like even All For You, Jesus, it's like every hand that's lifted in this place. Like all of a yes. sudden, it's like, oh, yes. You know, it's not, and, and I, I has, I honestly, when I wrote that, I like hesitated, but at the same time, I think sometimes giving permission for a, for a yeah. worship response that just reminds people sure. like, oh, that's what I could do that if I, you know, I could, I could yeah. just lift my hands right now. Um, and you know, you have to watch out and not get, you know, too on the nose with stuff and too, sure. like, too pointed with it. But, but I think, yeah, songs that can have a little bit of that instructional nature mm -hmm. and remind us what worship can look like. It can be pretty helpful. Yeah. I love that. Hey, let me tell you a weird thing about me. Um, I used to be really annoyed by, um, <laughs> nonverbal lyrics and songs or not oh, like yeah. we're, we're just, Oh, we're all just going to like <laughs> sing some sounds together. Yeah. Like, for years I was like, that's dumb. I know lots of really good words we could be right. singing that mean something. Why are we saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or it used to always bother me so much. Uh, <laughs> and then a couple years ago, maybe more like four or five years ago, something really clicked in me mm. and, and that changed dramatically. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and I realized there are lots of times in, in the Psalms where you realize people, people are just emoting. Mm -hmm. And I love it when songs use an O or a woe or an ah or whatever, yeah. and they create space for us to, I want to not go inward and just think of me and me alone, right. but I want to let my heart express what's, what's you know, deep in my soul. Mm -hmm. And I want to continue to do that with all the people in the room with me because we have corporate worship and that's really special. Yeah. And so when, I'm sure there's some people rolling their eyes and saying, why am I making a, a weird sound? <laughs> but there's something where it, they just give us permission to say, just emote from your soul something deeply personal, but yeah. let's keep it corporate and let's do it together. And it's right. gone from like my pet peeve to one of my favorite things in oh, song. That's so, awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks for putting some O's. Well, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, Aaron, I gotta, I mean, I've got to give Paul all the credit for that because I think honestly, and, and this is kind of cool that you're saying that because I think I tend to have been more in line with what, where you were at, you know, as far as mm -hmm. approaching, you know, just syllables that you just sing kind of, you know, some, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think for me, I like, I love like free worship time where it's just like whatever melody is like on your heart and, you know, whatever sure. words you want to sing. And we try to, I try to make space for that and, and teach people like to step into that, but you're right. It, it loses that as some of that corporate nature where you're all kind of in it together because people are in it at different levels and they're, they're singing their own song kind of a thing. And so that whoa 
does like I've never I haven't thought about it in those terms, but it does gives that opportunity to just simply sing a a melody. And I think we sometimes forget like there is there is and I, I don't want to I don't know there's there's power and there's there's life that comes just from from melodies that are sung to the Lord and when you sing them together yeah, that's right yeah um and so it, Paul actually threw he's the one that threw that in there so he gets all the credit I did not do the the woe <laughs> thing but it's so cool like when I heard him when I uh-huh. I think you know he had he had he had added that in and sent me like what do you think about adding this in there and I was like oh man that's that's awesome so mm-hmm. um I'm glad he threw that in there and and I'm glad yeah, you brought some, that up because that's a it's a really neat thing to think about. Sometimes when I was being critical of of sounds like that, I would also just think that's lazy writing. Like, oh, just, yeah. you just you <laughs> yeah. just needed something to fit the melody that you already had. And right. this is, I mean, that's part of what my mind just goes to. But this the this is it's in this like the second part of the bridge. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, um, it's, it's basically it's a like kind of. And some of it was a way we were trying to go. How do we? It almost came, and now that I remember, it came out of necessity because we were going, how do we get from this bridge to uh, back to the chorus? Because it kind of, the the bridge, um, and I don't, I'm not going to try to sing it right now, but it just, it kind of, it, it stops, it doesn't really give you a moment to, like, or, or lead into that bridge or back to the chorus. Yeah, so that makes sense. we were kind of wrestling with that. And then I really loved how he, he did the, the O's. But they actually almost are like a word, like oh, praise the yes. name. So mm-hmm. it like it still ties in. It's not just a random thing. It's almost like mm-hmm. taking that oh, praise the name, and just expanding that oh into a melody yes. that we could all sing together, yeah. and it really lifts you right back into the chorus. So it's yeah. pretty brilliant. Good job, Paul. I wish Paul yeah, could be well <laughs> It feels like I don't know when I'm singing along. It, like it, that feels like the next natural place to go. It yeah. feels like in because it's not. I understand what you mean about needing like a, a good sort of musical transition, but right. like the song, it's not like the song was incomplete without that. Yeah, you know. And I know you could just keep adding and adding, and you end right. up with a you know something that's a, you know unruly. But this is such a helpful addition. It was like. Just when I'm not done with the bridge and I almost don't want it to be over, it sort of right. kicks into another gear. And yeah. it just, I understand the musical reasons now, but um, it, it fits emotively really well. Totally. Um, I, just, I just love it. That might, that might be one of yeah. my favorite parts. So That's cool. I love, I love it. that too. Yeah. Well, um, man, I, I guess we could talk about it too much. David, uh, Jesse, we, we hit all the parts. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say about the song before we uh, let Jesse go on with his day? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I just, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We so we're d- dealing with a, the awesome Zoom delay. Uh, I'm <laughs> uh-huh. I'm excited for these words and the this melody and this song uh, to be in the life of our church. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just for all the reasons I don't want to restate them because I wouldn't wouldn't do it well that we just this conversation. But I'm just mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I'm pumped. Well, I just want to say thank you guys for, I don't want to cut you off, Aaron, but I was just going to say thank you guys for inviting me to, to come and and have this conversation. And, and for those of you guys, now what, what is, is it Marysville? Is that the church name that you Um, guys are at? Maryville. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, for all you guys at Maryville Vineyard, I hope you guys enjoy the song and I'm super honored that you guys are choosing to do it and, and I'm grateful for that opportunity to write with Paul 
and praying that you know God just blesses you guys with through this song and and uh, you know yeah I, yeah so just thanks for inviting me into the conversation and and praying praying that this song uh, blesses your church. Yeah, I'm really glad that you did it, Jesse. And and uh, hey, we're in the beautiful mountains of East Tennessee. Find an excuse to uh, have yes. a vacation oh, over man. here, and we'll 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 get you to sing it, um, uh, you know, live <laughs> and in the flesh. You can sign autographs and oh, <laughs> gosh, if ever stuff. if I ever it worked, you, we would love to. So have I I would love to do that. Let's honestly, let's make it happen. My wife and I, we were t- it came up because yeah, we've just talked about. She's been seeing some Facebook groups or something about the South. And I know Tennessee is kind of like, it's not, I don't know if, is it considered Southeast or is it kind of just like, okay. Yeah. So I've never been, I've never (laughs) been, I mean, I I did, I knew, I knew it's not like deep South, but it's still, it's still, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I, I've never been, I've been to like, I've been to Maine. I've been in St. Louis. When I was a kid, I used to travel to St. Louis, but never really passed the Mississippi there. Um, mm. And we'd love to, to come. And I just, I mean, it's so beautiful. And I love the culture. Mm-hmm. And man, let's stay in touch and make it happen when we come out. <laughs> whenever we're going to do it, man. Way. East Tennessee is where all the best and most beautiful parts of America just sort of overlap and yeah. blend into one. <laughs> but this is God's country, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Jesse, thanks so someday. much, man. All I right, really guys. appreciate it. We're going to get you here. All right, thanks. <laughs>